How exactly do you find the remote job of your dreams? I'm Kimber Hill. Consider me your remote fairy job mother. And I'm getting specific in this video with five steps to help you find your unicorn in the remote job market. Virtual employment is here to stay. I'm military spouse, VertForce founder, and your remote work expert, Kimber Hill. Subscribe now to learn how you too can thrive in the virtual workforce. Here's a question I get asked almost every single day without fail. Where do I start in the remote job search? So I have five steps on notes right here in front of me. I've taken careful time to lay these out and I am going to touch on all five of them right now. This is my advice and my closest secrets are on how to find the remote job of your dreams. So number one, Adjust your perspective and get your head right. This is crucial before you start. So first, you have to remember that 100% of this game is up here, all right? You are playing this game with yourself and recognize that the remote job search, it's different. There are going to be nuances here that we'll talk about more in this video that you need to adapt to and don't ignore. For example, video interviews. Don't ignore the fact that you're gonna be on video. Prepare for that. Set yourself up for success. Other things that are different are that in the remote job search, you're going to have to provide a home office and a home office space. You're going to have to be networking on LinkedIn and you need to have a solid digital package like your cover letter, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and what you look like online matters. I will go so much more in detail with that a little bit later in this video, so stay tuned. I need you to also ditch desperation. So when we talk about getting our mind right and we talk about getting our head right, you have to leave that desperate attitude at home. One thing that I coach on is to separate the money from the need. Your self-worth, first of all, is not dependent on your employment. You are an incredible person, an incredible veteran or mill spouse without employment, and you're just as valuable to the workforce, whether you're currently employed or you're not employed. So ditch that attitude, leave that at home. Separate the job from the financial need. Separate the search for that unicorn from the fact that you have 99 cents in your bank account. That can be hard to do. So I recommend if you're coming at this with an attitude of, I am broke, I'm so strapped for cash, I've gotta prepare for my family, you're bringing desperation to the job search and you're approaching it from the wrong angle. We've all been there and I sympathize with you if that's where you are. So I'm gonna take a brief moment to give you some advice if you're the person I'm talking to. Get some cash flow coming in. You can be a rover, you can DoorDash, you can do Instacart or Shipped. This will alleviate some of the financial burden while you slow down and really intentionally search for your unicorn job, okay? So if you're desperate for money and you have to get up and go do something, Sitting around broken, helpless is not good for your spirit or your mind or your job search. But when we fill that gap with some side hustle cash and we approach this job search, the unicorn remote job search from a place of peace, 
rest, and intentionality, we have much better results. Now let's move on to number two, and this is know and demonstrate your value. I think this is my favorite, so hang on to your seats. Please take this statement with you for the rest of your career. Employment is a value exchange, right? That employer has something you want, money, benefits, experience, and you have something the employer wants, skills, time, and the desire to work. So don't make the mistake of applying to every single remote open opportunity. And I see you if you're doing this. My recruiters at Vertforce, we see you if you're doing this. And I am pleading with you to stop. I know that you're doing this when you're using the same cover letter, the same resume on every application. And sometimes you don't even take the time to exchange the title of the position that you're applying for in the resume or the cover letter. And I'm going to tell you right now, friend to friend, you're wasting your time. And hey, you're wasting my time at this point. I've read your resume and cover letter more times than you have. So as a recruiter, please let that go. Now, what you need to be doing is intentionally applying to roles and jobs that fit you. And you need to be tailoring your package, your resume and your cover letter to fit that role so that when I see it in a new light, I can totally visualize you excelling and just killing in this role. So let's talk about being intentional about what you should apply for. You should only apply for roles that you can truly see yourself in. And you should be tailoring those packages and those materials. The recruiters and the employers can tell, I promise you. How do you know what you're looking for? How do you find that? So exercise for you right now, pen to paper, get out your ink pen, get out your paper, write down your top three to five core values. Pause this, I'm gonna give you mine. Number one, servant leadership. Number two, time with my family. Number three, being a growing force for positive change, all right? Next exercise, write down what you are good at. All right, I'm gonna give you my three things that I'm good at, three to five things. Number one, creating long-term vision. That's me all the way. Number two, communicating and building community. You guys, I built Vertforce and I'm on camera right now talking to you. If I'm not good at those two things, I don't know what I'm good at. Number three, program and project management. I did that, I've been doing that my whole life. It's like ingrained in me. So writing these things down about yourself gives you the freedom to pursue them. Acknowledging yourself, acknowledging your value gives you the freedom to go chase things that suit your value. So if you don't have work experience, I don't want you to look at these exercises and be confused or intimidated. You are good at things in your personal life too. So evaluate your personal life. For example, you may be good at listening. You may be good at organizing and orchestrating carpool. There are things that you can include from your personal life in this list. So write them down. And now let's talk about what kind of jobs 
could be the right fit for you based on this new perspective and profile that you have of yourself. Let's move on to number three, which is define the remote work you're looking for. This is so fun to talk about and I'm about to educate you. Listen up. Here we're talking about what kind of work environment you have to provide for your remote job and we're addressing the elephant in the room, child care. Listen, this is important. Types of remote work. There's gig-based work. Gig-based work is the style of work where it's all there waiting for you. All you have to do is log in, complete some work, and then you get paid. Sometimes it's paid same day. Sometimes it's paid same week. Sometimes it's paid two weeks later. But gig-based work is very much the most flexible type of remote work that there is. And it absolutely has no quiet office requirements. I will say it's not the best paying. It's definitely that side hustle money. Um, unless you find some kind of crazy si system where you're able to maximize and hog up all the gig-based work and you're gig-based working full-time. Project-based work. This is a very flexible option as well. It's like a step up from gig-based work where you get to bring your knowledge, skills, and assets of projects to the table. Typically, you are paid an allotment of cash to perform a service and you have a deliverable at the end of that service or, or task. So let's say you've been hired to come in and build 25 pieces of graphic material for a new brand. You come in, it doesn't not matter how much time it takes you, maybe it takes you an hour to do it, maybe it takes you 25 hours to, to do it, but you are paid a, a fee for providing that service and executing that project. This can be really cool, and we have some neat project-based work employers on the Vertforce recruitment arsenal as well. All right, number three, part-time hourly work. This is going to be a little bit more of a commitment from you because in most cases, there will be some type of quiet office requirement, whether it's 10% of your time or 100% of your time. This is often a 1099 style or W-2 role. And let me back up the project-based work and gig-based work. Those are definitely gonna be 1099s. So number three, your hourly work is going to be typically 1099 or W-2. And then number four, we've got full-time work, which can be hourly or salary. You're definitely leaning more into the W-2 employee status where benefits can be expected. And you are definitely going to have to provide some extent of a quiet office to do the role. All right, now let's address childcare. Again, I'm gonna go back to the first, the, the first thing that I talked to you about. You have to separate your need for childcare from the job. So if you are showing up to that interview with the employer or you're showing up to Vertforce, a networking event, and you're saying, hey, I need something to do while my kid is asleep, or I'm pregnant, I'm gonna have a baby soon, I need to get a job, or I need something that I can do while I sit at home and watch my twin 18-month-olds. That is not acknowledging the value exchange that we talked about, right? Employment is a value exchange. And what you're saying when you tell me the recruiter that, or you tell any anyone who's hiring that, you're saying, I expect you to accommodate me and my lifestyle. And um, I expect you to pay me, but I'm, I'm not acknowledging what I'm supposed to be giving back to you. 
So remote work does not always mean that you can have your kids at home. In a lot of cases, it does. The gig-based work and project-based work is great for having kids at home. And some part-time and full-time positions will accommodate you with kids in the home. So I am gonna teach you my childcare secret question that you can ask any interviewer without coming across as if you are not acknowledging the value exchange that we've been talking about, okay? So here it is. Uh, First, the world is post-COVID is totally different. A lot of people are working at home with kids. So this is my phrase that's going to be your friend forever. When you are in the interview process, you're going to be asking what percentage of this role is quiet office required? All right, let that sink in. What percentage of this role is a quiet office required. So what we're really asking here is, can there be noise in the next room? How much of my focus and my attention has to be in an environment where there is no racket happening? And what you're really saying, and potentially as a parent, what you're really saying is, how much time do you need me to provide silence, right? where my kid is not watching Coco Melon and screaming in the next room or where my kids are not tracking in and out of my office. Because while you may be able to work in that environment, the employer may need you on a call where that environment is not necessarily acceptable. So the employer is going to listen to you and probably say, hmm, I've never been asked this question before. Can you elaborate? And a great way for you to rebuttal that is to say, well, for example, Could I pick up my laptop and work from a Panera Bread lobby in this case? Which is a great way to put it into perspective for them. And then you're showing them what you mean between a quiet office and a public loud office. The employer's gonna answer you and they're going to um, give you some expectations of, well, you're probably gonna need total silence for about two or three meetings a week. Those are gonna be three hours long and we can work around other situations and scenarios. Next, job titles. You're gonna hone in on the specific job title that you want. For example, if you're looking for full-time project management, you need to be looking for roles that include project management in the title. So if you're looking for gig-based work, some of the jobs that are gonna accompany gig-based work is chat-based customer service. If you're looking for hourly part-time work, you might be looking at an administrative assistant or executive assistant role. Uh, If you're looking for entry level part time, you might be coming in as a coordinator somewhere. If you're looking for experienced VPC level work, you may be coming in as like a chief of staff, a VP, an executive. You may be looking for roles with C-suite in the title. So what I need you to do is be honest with yourself right now about what you really want. Like what does your heart say you wanna go after? Write that job title down then you're going to look at companies. So now we wanna take what we know. We wanna take what we know. Do we want gig-based work? Do we want full-time salary work? Are we looking for a company that would foster a quiet office because we can accommodate that? Or quiet office doesn't matter very much. We're looking for someone who can be more flexible with us. And now we're gonna go into the open market on Google 
and we're going to start looking at companies that offer these positions and we're going to read their job requisitions and we're going to try to decipher from the job requisitions if their job matches what we need. So for example, I'm a mother. I let's pretend I'm a project manager and I'm looking for part-time work. I'm going to go to the companies that I think are interesting and that I might want to work for both locally in my city and I'm going to look in my region and I'm going to look nationally. I'm going to search for project management positions with them. I'm going to see if they have anything part-time and then I'm going to decipher that job requisition and see how much of it I think is going to have to be done in a quiet office setting. And I'm going to compare. What do I have available? What kind of quiet office do I have? Next is number four, and we're going to prepare our digital package. Look at your packaging. When recruiters and hiring managers consider you for a job, they're looking at several things. They're looking at your LinkedIn, your resume, your cover letter, anywhere you show up online. When you make it to an interview, they're looking at the way you show up for your interview, your on-camera impression. No, it's not a beauty contest, but yes, it is a competency contest. You need to be able to look like a superstar on every platform where you're showing up in front of the recruiter and employer. So let's talk about LinkedIn briefly. LinkedIn is a search engine that uses keywords, tags, and the frequency of your activity to help you meet people online. Your LinkedIn, it should look like you. It should feel like you. It should be your brand on a computer screen. It should demonstrate your value, the work environment you want, and the company or job you want to attract. It is so important that I created a full free video course about it. You can sign up now. We'll put the link on screen right now. And that's bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen RR. Go sign up for that and do my LinkedIn course. Resume and cover letter. Again, so important that I have a course at the same link, bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen RR. You can sign up for my resume course. I'm gonna say it again, stop doing the same resume for every job. If you are sending the same resume to Vertforce over and over, we've read it a hundred times. So take ownership of your resume. And I encourage you to build it yourself if you have the time. You are your own best advocate. My recommendation for resumes is to have a framework. So let's pretend that I'm applying to the job market and I'm interested in project management roles. I'm interested in program management roles, and I'm interested in digital marketing roles. I am going to create a bone structure for three resume skeletons, right? I'm gonna create my project manager skeleton, I'm gonna create my program manager skeleton, and I'm going to create my digital marketing skeleton. And then anytime I see a role that I think this speaks to me, this meets everything that I need. It's my part-time role. It's limited quiet office hours. It's something that I want to do and it's with a cool company. I'm going to go to my bone structure and I'm going to fill in things there that are important to that requisition. And I'm going to tailor the bone structure for that requisition. I'm going to do the same 
thing with my cover letter. I'm gonna focus on tailoring my objective, my experience highlights, my skills and nuances throughout my cover letter, and then I'm going to apply for that role. But at the end of the day, I still have my bone structure, so if I wanna do the same thing again tomorrow for another marketing role, I've got the resources to do that. And so you might say, I don't have time to do this. It's too time consuming to get this framework stood up. But I promise you, after you do it the first time, it will be so much easier for you to duplicate time and time again. And you'll think to yourself, wow, I really shot myself in the foot by not doing this earlier. I would probably already have my unicorn job by now if I had tried this strategy earlier. And the cover letter, please don't skip it. It should not be a verbatim of your resume, nor should it be two sentences long. It should fill in the gaps of your resume and complement your resume. It's like the warm, cozy blanket that your resume gets wrapped up in before it goes off to be somewhere. So I'm gonna give you a brief example. If your resume says, I've trained 42 horses and I've worked with 67 horse jockeys and I've managed all of those relationships well, your cover letter is going to tell us why that matters, how it applies to this job, and why it's something relevant to be included and considered when you're being evaluated for the role. Definitely sprinkle content from the job requisition all through your resume and all through your cover letter. It will help you. Last thing on preparing your digital package is to make sure you are interview ready. We've got you covered. Um, Things that you need to consider are your office space. Check out my beautiful backdrop here. Your lighting, I have one, two, three lights, maybe a little overkill for your interview, but you definitely need at least one ring light technology, your computer, your Zoom. So I'm gonna put some things on screen for you and in the notes, my how to ace your virtual interview free course. I'm gonna give you two videos from my dear friend, Lynn, and that's gonna be video and interview tips from our news anchor friend, Lynn Smith. And I'm also plugging one other resource for you here called The Art of the Follow-Up. It is my special strategy to following up before your interview ever starts. All of these things will get you interview ready in a jiffy. Finally, my last step in this roadmap to finding your unicorn remote job is to go apply. Here is where you need to be applying. Number one, jobs.vertforce.us. These are hand-picked jobs by me for you. They are all vetted, virtual, military-friendly for military spouses and veterans. I also want you to know about our WhatsApp pod. So this is number two. We've created WhatsApp job pods. They can hold a little over 250 people in each pod, so you have to be nimble about which pod you pick and get into one. It's totally free to you. And every time my network comes across a new job, we drop it in the pod. So if you're in the pod, you are the first to know. The pod may not always be delivering jobs that are exactly what you are looking for, but stay tuned to the pod because you never know which one is going to be the perfect fit for you. Number three, please follow me on LinkedIn. I do the same thing on LinkedIn and a lot of our positions that don't get a lot of visibility in the 
in the job pods or on the the recruitment arsenal do get visibility on LinkedIn. I also do a lot of sharing and tagging on LinkedIn. So I might tag someone who knows of additional opportunities related to the one that I've just posted. And you can have a conversation with me there. We can chat back and forth about what you're looking for. Next is join our private Facebook group. We are pushing 60,000 members there. We see a lot of leads in that group in addition to what we're sharing. And my team is doing the best they can to vet all of those leads. We haven't had a spam or a scam there in over a year. We are on those leads like white on rice. All right, the next one is listen to the Vert Force podcast. You are doing that right now. And uh, I will always be focused on bringing you general career path content and general opportunities here. So you might see me doing a new video next week with a new employer showcasing all of the different opportunities that are remote with that employer. So that's less about targeting a specific job and more about learning about employers who care about you, wanna hire you. And once you find an employer that you like, you can go search their jobs because they have hundreds open and available. All right, major job boards are good, but they can get scammy and spammy. Be very careful and listen to my two episodes about avoiding scams. I'm gonna link those below. Those are five tips in each episode to help you spot a scam before it happens. Finally, we want you to look at the big companies who hire nationally. They all have their own career pages and sites on their own websites. And I think that's a better source for you to go to than like an indeed.com or a ziprecruiter.com because they can't put every single job that they have available on Indeed or on ZipRecruiter. A good example is Travelers, who has thousands of positions open nationwide. How on earth are they going to get all of those jobs onto ZipRecruiter or Indeed? They're not. They're going to ask you to go to their own website and search for them there. Keywords you need to look for, whether you're on a public site or whether you're on a career site for a particular employer, look for the words national, remote, work from home, location flexible. These are the keywords that are going to help you find the remote job of your dreams, your unicorn. Okay, that were those were my five steps. Thank you for bearing with me as I tried to get these to you as quickly as I could because I value your time. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you on the next Vertforce episode. If you loved this content as much as I loved creating it for you, remember to subscribe. Want to get in touch? You can reach me at podcast at vertforce.us. All content in this episode is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC.